welcome to this week's edition of an organic conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships, and life itself. Our topic today is the health and harvest of coconuts. Coconuts are these amazing, magical balls of joy, health, and flavor. White, meaty flesh that is so good for us, and yet so much is unknown about the growing, harvesting, processing, and specific health benefits of coconut milk, coconut meat, coconut butter, coconut cream, and coconut water. Our guest today is the foremost expert on coconuts, and we will explore the world of this tropical tree. Today, coconut health and harvest. Our topic today here on An Organic Conversation. We are your hosts, Helga Helberg. Mark Mulcahy. And Sitarani Palomar. And, you know, th- what is actually on my mind is that it's Earth Week, right? It's yes. the week that, even though most of us are probably thinking about our impact on the planet every day or most most days, this is the week where it seems like our nation whole, seems to focus yes. on it the most. And um, so that uh, has me with my mind traveling all over the place, of course, on my impacts on the planet. Helga, wh- you know, what do you think about this week? Um, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, our topic here on this show every week and in our lives, to one degree or not, is about this wonderful, beautiful Earth and how we can um, help man- have it manifest the way, or her manifest the way um, she actually wants to manifest. But there are practical things we can do, and we had phenomenal shows in this regard on um, on an organic conversation. The one that has impacted me the most in recent weeks was the one on food waste. And so my commitment for for Earth Day week and really from now on is what I can do in a restaurant. Um, I had a couple of scenes where I left just, you know, five potatoes on my plate and the basket of bread that I didn't eat in a restaurant. And I walked out of the restaurant door and there was a person who was hungry. Um, you know, begging for money or food. And I felt so bad that I thought that would not be a meal. It would have made the difference in that person's tummy that night. And so I will never, ever, ever leave a restaurant without any of my friends or my plates um, having food left there. Um, it's so easy. Every every restaurant gives you a box, and uh, literally most of the time you will find within one block a person that needs it and would actually really appreciate it and enjoy it. So that's my commitment, Sita. Mm-hmm. What is, oh, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a, on a different topic, for me, actually, what was a huge impact on my environmental awareness this year was that um, I, I got rid of my car and I was forced then to take a look at public transportation options. And that had been such a barrier for me because I always had a car and so I always just assumed the easiest way to get there is to take a car. But now that I have to pre-plan, take a look at when the ferry leaves, which bus I'm going to take, is there uh, an underground, whatever it is, I am getting on public transportation that's going anyway. And I'm forced to do it, and I appreciate the fact that I can participate in this and reduce my own carbon footprint. And for me, that barrier was really just not thinking that there was another option for all the time that I had a car. So I know what it's like to be the person who says, yeah, well, it's not really that convenient, and I'm not going to be able to get there without my car, so I'm just going to take my car. If you don't have a car, you find a way. Yeah, and convenience in that regard. Talk about parking and gas and traffic and accidents. And, like, you know, there's this whole world where – we just assume, you know, we arrange our lives around all of that, and so that's what we choose. But um, living here in the San Francisco Bay Area, I agree, um, it's actually a pretty decent system where if you can throw in occasionally that cab, it's cheaper, it's faster, it's really convenient. You don't need to worry about scratches or bumps or anything or parking or meters or parking garages that cost, what, $30, Mark? Uh, can be <clears throat> sometimes city. more more than yeah. that, yeah. So. You know, Giants, games, whatever may come up. But <laughs> having a car is, yeah, there are lots of alternatives. Taking your bike, if the climate allows, of course, um, wonderful. Mark, what are you going to do? Well, I just wanted to quickly comment on what Sita was saying. Is like I'm really finding that most often my biggest obstacle to the things that I say I can't do are whatever I have in my mind about mm. that thing, as opposed to the reality. Act, until, <laughs> until, you know, because then when I finally say, okay, I'm going to do this, like you did with public transportation, it's like, Oh, I made this a much bigger deal than it was, or you know, I avoided it because I thought it would be tougher, that type of thing. It's very interesting. Um, well, Helga, like you were saying, you are not going to leave a restaurant without 
whatever you have left from your meal to give to somebody. I often, as I've mentioned on this show, um, I carry fruit with me and then I'll just hand that to people who are looking, who are in need of, who are standing on the roadsides or the medians in in traffic. And so I'm going to continue that effort. And then also last year I committed to being more present in the natural world. And I did that in a much greater capacity than I did. And uh, commit to doing that even more because that really truly grounds me to the earth and what's around me and 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 how and my impact on it. Yes, it's an organic conversation and it is Earth Day week. We're celebrating the Earth 365, of course, but this week even more so. And that lets me to give a shout out to Earl Herrick, our partner in this show, um, our partner in What's in Season, our produce maven um because he, for me, he offers the world of seasonality, of, of reminding us every week. And you too, Mark, um, both of you really um, going going with the flow, going with the season, being excited every single week. Um, I drink of that excitement. And um, for me, this Earth Day is also about no longer being in resistance to something. What you're talking about is self-sustainability and not believing that everything we, you know, our mindset is based around that that's actually reality or true or even the best for us. So, you know, changing maybe how we float through this world and having a life that's truly sustainable and so fun um, that we can create. That's really the mantra for me very much so um, this time around. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helbert. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And today we are speaking with Dr. Bruce Fife about coconuts. Dr. Fife is renowned and renowned coconut expert and will share his insight into the growing, harvesting, and health benefits of coconuts. Coconut health and harvest, our topic today, that and more when we come back. Stay tuned. Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Working from home is awesome, except when it's not... If you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. Next Space is a co-working company with offices in L.A. and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at Next Space. Visit nextspace.us for more information. Next Space. Your best work happens here. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic today, coconuts, health and harvest. A conversation with Dr. Bruce Five, the founder of the Coconut Research Center and the expert on the health benefits of coconuts. A coconutty show. And as always, we are starting it off with our weekly tip from the world of health and holistic beauty. Here's Chef Sita and her holistic bite. Thank you, Helga. Yes, my holistic bite is an exploration of the beauty of wellness. And I'm a real fan of that adage, eat breakfast like a king, eat lunch like a prince, 
and dinner like a pauper. And what that resonates with me is that the breakfast meal is really what sets the tone for our entire day. When you think about it, you've been fasting since dinner the night before. And the first thing you put into your body, you want to make sure helps to balance your blood sugar. And also, when done right, can give you a nutritional foundation for the rest of the day. So whenever I put together a meal, I always run through the checklist of what are the essential ingredients I need to make sure I incorporate so I can get all of the nutrition and energy and benefit out of this meal. And so the things that I check off on this list are, does it have protein to help keep me full for hours and provide sustained energy? Does it have healthy fats, which help to provide that feeling of being satiated? Does it have complex carbohydrates, which are a great source of fiber? They take longer to digest than simple carbs. And vitamins and minerals and greens, which I know really do fall into that vitamins and minerals category, but you can't have enough greens as far as I'm concerned, so let's just add that back in there anyway. And a really great, fast way to get all of these items into your breakfast is by blending a delicious smoothie. So this week, my tips for the perfect smoothie are start with a protein. I usually begin with like half a cup of nut milk, which is a source of protein. It's also a source of liquid and it will help everything come together well. You could do yogurt if you eat dairy. You could also use coconut milk, which is a great texture kind of in between your nut milk and your co- and your yogurt. Um, we will talk more about the benefits of coconut today in our episode. But another way to add more protein is to use a protein powder. And I really like to get protein powders that are also green supplements. That's the addition of the greens there. Um, There will be more greens for sure. But things like rice protein, hemp protein, there are a lot of great blends out there that have pea protein in them. I generally avoid whey protein and soy protein because organic whey is really, really hard to find. Plus, it's difficult for some people to digest. And soy protein, because it is so in demand, isn't always GMO free. So um, I'm sticking with more of the plant-based proteins there, organic for sure. And then a healthy fat into your blender with these other ingredients, something like a quarter of an avocado or a couple tablespoons of coconut oil. There's that magic ingredient again. Maybe you use um, some nut butter instead that has that nice thick texture that will help to emulsify all the ingredients. And then I add about a tablespoon of flaxseed or hemp seed. And I'm talking about healthy fats in this section here. The nice thing about flax and hemp is they're great sources of omega-3, which is hard to get in our diet otherwise, or at least people are challenged finding ways to get more omega-3 in their diet. We get way more omega-6, and we need a better balance of proportion between those two for our brain health, for the health of the cells in our body. So adding a tablespoon of flax or hemp seed is a great way to get that at the beginning of your day. Then you get your vitamins and minerals and your complex carbohydrates from adding fresh or frozen fruit, about one cup. You can do berries, which are delicious in smoothies. You can do mango, peaches, whatever flavor profile you're going for, or whatever you happen to have on hand. And depending on what kind of fruit you use, you may want to add a little lemon juice if the fruit you chose doesn't have a lot of acid. Then a handful of greens. So if that's spinach, kale, shard, maybe baby arugula, if you're really feeling exotic, there are lots of things you can do there. But get a handful of greens in. The flavor is going to blend nicely with the other sweet ingredients that you have. And then you can go with some spices, something like cinnamon, which is great for blood sugar balance. You could add cardamom if you're doing something in maybe the Indian genre. You could do star anise. And if you would like, sweeten it with a few drops of liquid stevia or a little bit of raw honey, a pinch of sea salt to round it all out and then blend until you get everything incorporated, adding a little bit of water or maybe a little bit of coconut water until you get your desired thickness. So lots of endless variations within there. I gave a recipe a couple years ago about a cherry smoothie with almond butter and star anise, which just tastes like a European dessert to me, especially if you add a little bit of cacao powder, which is fine if it's raw cacao and not too much in the morning. Nice way to get some caffeine. And if you like your smoothies really, really cold, you could use frozen bananas or a couple of cubes of ice. And you don't want to do more than a couple because that's how you get that like slushy, totally not well blended in texture sometimes. So just two cubes will do the trick. So blend up some breakfast, feel full, feel energized. And if you have a favorite smoothie recipe that you want to share with us, then please do so on Facebook or at share at an organic conversation.com.
Thank you, Sita. That's Sita's holistic bite. And oh my God, so not fair. <laughs> Delicious smoothies. Uh, Mark, you have a smoothie routine, yes? Well, I, you have a salivating routine. Oh, I have a juicy routine. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, I have to admit here, I'm listening to you yeah. and going. <laughs> that was wow. Wow. <laughs> I, that's, yeah, that's the first word. And the second word is like, I go to the fridge. I open the drawer. It's like, okay, there's some of this, there's some of this, there's some of this. I toss it all in there, and then that's my smoothie. It's like I've never put that much thought or consideration into (laughs) what I put into a smoothie. And Mm. now I'm going, wow, okay, well, cinnamon for this, for blood sugar. And, I mean, all of it sounds great. But, I, you know, it's it's been more about what do I have in the house? This is what, this is how I'm going to make a smoothie this morning. Well, I think what do I have in the house is probably the most determining factor for people. And a lot of these things are staples that you already always have. Sure, sure. You want to be creative. I mean, recently I did a smoothie that I had like four kiwis sitting on the counter. I had a mango. I had a handful of mandarins that I squeezed mm-hmm. for the liquid. Instead of using water, I sure, used orange juice. Sure, yeah. So, you know, you can then add your flax, then add your avocado, then add your protein powder. Mm, but nice. if you are in a smoothie routine, for example, our associate producer, Kristen Pongert, she makes a smoothie every single day. And I think it's it's a hybrid of the two. She knows that there are these few ingredients that she uses right. every time. Right. And then whatever she has on hand. Kristen, what do you put in your smoothies? I have a smoothie every single morning. Um, I always include bananas, kale, flaxseed, and coconut manna, actually, as we're doing coconut. And then whatever else I have. I can't go through a day without having a smoothie. <laughs> So it's a, it's it's obviously that hybrid, right? She knows these are her four ingredients she always adds. She always comes in with her jar of smoothie, and it's got this gorgeous green color to it, but it looks sweet and delicious, and it works for her. So nice. there's something in there for everyone. Nice, nice, nice. And coconut seems to be an ingredient that kind of makes its way through our day somehow, smoothie form or not. More and um, more. And how appropriate as we're diving into that. And as always, the Holistic Bite is brought to you by the natural beauty company, Echo Bella. Echo Bella offers a wonderful line of body care products and intelligent cosmetics. And of course, all of Echo Bella products are preservative-free, gluten-free, and cruelty-free. Check it out, echobella.com. That's E-C-C-O-B-E-L-L-A.com. Check it out, find out why we use it, and let us know what you think. EchoBella.com. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helbert. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And we've had a wonderful show on the Farmer Veteran Coalition Internship Placement Program last week. It's a program that offers work skills to military veterans who are returning from the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, young women and men that want to start a career in sustainable agriculture. Our guest was Mike Walgrave, who shared his emotional story and the experience of his five months internship placement at Star Out Farms, a lovely high-diversified organic farm in Northern California. You can check out that episode as well as all of our shows on anorganicconversation.com or on iTunes as a podcast if you missed it. And of course, you can follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation um, for produce tips, recipes, Cita's Holistic Bite, Marks what's in season and much, much more. And we love to receive your comments and questions, your feedback, which you can send in an email to us at share at anorganicconversation.com. Today we are talking about coconut health and harvest. Coconuts, huge balls of flavor and health and versatility from coconut milk, from coconut meat, butter, cream, coconut flour to coconut water. What are the health benefits of each and what are the environmental impacts of the growing, harvesting and processing of coconuts? We invited the utmost expert on the topic, who's also the founder of the Coconut Research Center, Dr. Bruce Fife. Welcome to the show, Bruce. I believe you're joining us today from Colorado Springs. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. An honor to have you. So how are the coconuts in Colorado Springs today? <laughs> well, they're a little cool. 
<laughs> hey, Bruce, you know, I travel all over the country and I see coconut products on every shelf in every store and young coconuts and coconut water. And I mean, from, you know, coconut oil to coconut flour. I mean, I think coconuts have taken over the United States as far as the culinary world. And so can you give us just a little idea of, you know, what are the benefits of the different coconut products, you know, in total and and specifically like uh, around young coconuts or um, or the different varieties of brown or husk coconuts? Um, well, you know, you go to a store and, and there's usually the brown hairy coconuts that everyone's familiar with. And those are the mature coconuts. And those, you know, the, you pick them up and you shake them and you do hear the water in them. But most of the time you don't drink that water. You eat the meat out of those coconuts. And then there's also the whitish coconuts that kind of have a peak on the top. They've been shaved. And those people get primarily for the water inside. Also, they do have a very thin layer of meat, sometimes called coconut jelly, because unlike the mature coconut, uh, these uh, immature uh, green coconuts, um, green because they're not mature yet, um, have a soft, the meat's soft. And so you can actually spoon it out. Uh, with a spoon, it's soft and, and, and it's delicious, and it tastes a lot different from the the mature, a hard coconut meat. So, looking at the overall health benefits of of coconut as a product, um, can we start there to just generalize why they are so important in the world of of diet and and the benefits they bring, and then maybe go through. Um, the individual products, if there's a difference between water versus flour versus jelly? Yeah, there are a lot of benefits associated with coconut, primarily the coconut oil. Um, the reason for that is the oil um, is actually different from other fats and oils in the diet. They're composed primarily of what's known as medium-chain fatty acids, and most of the fats in our diet are composed of long-chain fatty acids. And because of this, uh, it gives the oils, uh, the oil, different properties. They, the oil digests much easier than other fats and oils. And this is really important because a lot of, of health aspects associated with the oil has to do with its ease and being digested. And so um, instead of going through the normal route in the stomach and in the intestines and in the bloodstream, it actually uh, goes straight to the liver where it's burned up, uh, used for energy. And so eating the oil gives you a boost of energy. It actually kicks the metabolism uh, into a higher gear. And so you get more energy. It helps people who are concerned about uh, their weight because you can actually use the coconut oil as a weight loss aid. Um, because of this uh, metabolic stimulating effect so that the foods you eat are burned off uh, more rapidly. It, it, it encourages the burning of calories. Wow. Even though it is a fat itself. Mark, you had a... Well, I was just wondering, um, Bruce, now is when it comes to oil, does that come from a more mature coconut or from a younger coconut? My first thought would be that it would probably come from more mature coconuts because they would have a more oily texture. I've eaten those young coconuts before. Um, would, would we be getting that from a more mature coconut or even a different variety? Yes, it's the more mature coconut. The older the coconut is, uh, the more oil it actually develops. So you want a coconut that's 12 to 13 months old. So fully mature coconut will give you the greatest amount of oil. And as you mentioned, the younger coconuts that are used for uh, drinking, the oil content is actually much much uh, smaller. Mm -hmm. And they have a whole different host of benefits too, right? I mean, I think I read... Or I've heard at least that um, the the coconut water was in times of of war in in South America used for blood transfusions. Yeah, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it sounds radical, but this is fascinating. That, that's incredible. But yeah, but I've I've read studies that go back to World War II where they were experimenting with using coconut water as an IV solution. 
And during World War II, when commercial IV solutions weren't available, they would go up and they would grab a coconut. And the very simplest way to do it is, you know, there's three little eyes on the coconut, and they're soft. And so they would stick a needle in one of these eyes, and it would be connected to a tube. And on the other end of the tube would be another needle, and that would be injected directly into the bloodstream of the patients. So unfiltered on anything. Unfiltered, yes. <laughs> but my that understanding so is good, that's because, um, and, and please please weigh in on this because you're the expert, but my understanding is that it's because the pH level of coconut water is almost identical to that of the plasma in our blood? Well, that's part of it, yes. The, um, the coconut water is very similar to our plasma, particularly because of the electrolytes. It has a full complement of electrolytes that are very similar in their percentages that are naturally in our blood. And so it's like replenishing human plasma when you put the coconut water in, and it works. And so people don't get violent reactions. I mean, could you imagine putting some other juices and stuff directly oh, in your Lord. bloodstream? I the mean, sugar. Who knows? Yeah, the sugar and stuff. <laughs> or, and other things, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, but we, we should try that, actually. <laughs> Mark, oh, Lord. Are you, no. Volunteers. Um, you're listening to an organic <laughs> conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark Mulcahy laughing. And I'm C. Tarani Palomar. <laughs> and we are speaking with Dr. Bruce Five, the expert on coconuts and everything about coconuts and also the founder of the Coconut Research Center. That's coconutresearchcenter.org. So going back to the health benefits, you were talking about these amazing medium-chain fatty acids that help our body to get energy and even burn reserved or stored fat. What else does coconut offer us? Because it really is, and and to quote actually the title of one of your books, it really is miraculous. It, It certainly is. I mean, briefly, some of the things it can do, it can help fight off infections, fungal infections, bacteria infections, viral infections, because these medium chain fatty acids have antimicrobial properties. And the coconut oil can actually be more effective than a lot of drugs that are out there, because some of these drugs, you know, like the antivirals, don't really kill the virus, but the coconut oil, the medium chain fatty acids, can actually uh, kill some of these viruses that cause numbers of, of different diseases. Uh, other things it can do, it helps um, slow down digestion of sugar, so it can help balance blood sugar levels. Um, it's used as a fuel by our cells, and it's um, a very effective fuel in that as um, blood sugar glucose needs insulin to absorb uh, the glucose, medium-chain fatty acids absorb into the cells without the aid of insulin. So they provide the cells with the nutrients Mm. that they need. And this happens both um, internally and topically. um, Really? and, and, And including in the digestive tract. So the coconut oil is a digestive tract food. The cells along the digestive tract absorb the oil as food, and so it nourishes the digestive tract. So a lot of health problems like colitis and Crohn's disease and things like that can greatly benefit from coconut oil because the coconut oil kills bacteria and viruses that may help promote these diseases, plus it provides nourishment to help heal the damage caused by these types of diseases. Okay, that leads me to a question now. So everybody's drinking coconut water and buying these young coconuts, where when I'm listening to you about getting the medium chain fats and all the tremendous benefits that you just described, I would think that more of us would be eating mature coconuts as opposed to grabbing a young coconut. Or at least putting more coconut oil in our diet. And maybe we can explore that when we come back. Yeah, both. All. All of the above. Yes. <laughs> the, the coconut oil is tremendous. In fact, the best thing about coconut is the oil, but the water is good. Uh, the meat is good. The whole plant is good, and they don't really overlap. I mean, some of the benefits do overlap, but the, why they overlap is different. So you can get benefits from drinking the water, and you can get benefits from eating it, so you, you should do both. So um, just to finish with that thought, would you eat the extracted oil in your in your um, you know culinary doings every day, or would you eat the white firm meat of an older coconut? Which one is the best way? It sounds seems like always to me the unprocessed, you know, straight, harder meat would be the best way of of getting that. 
Well, you know, eating the meat would be the most natural way, but you can actually enhance the healing properties of the coconut by consuming the coconut oil itself. And that's Dr. Bruce Fife, the founder of the Coconut Research Center, um, renowned expert on the world of coconuts. And um, uh, Bruce, stay with us. We'll take a super quick break and we'll be right back with so much more on our topic today, health and growing um, health and harvest, in fact, mm -hmm. coconuts. <laughs> and then again, a conversation. Stay tuned. Eden Foods, we've always strived to have a strong, positive impact on farming practices and food processing techniques. As the oldest natural and organic food company in North America, our business practices and products endeavor to contribute to a peaceful evolution on Earth. We encourage everyone to be knowledgeable, discerning, and proactively involved buyers, as we are. Look for organic grains, beans, beverages, and more by Eden Foods at your local co-ops, natural food stores, and online at EdenFoods.com. Are you committed to green, socially responsible, and sustainable business practices? Percepticon can help with eco-friendly internet solutions, website design services, e-commerce solutions, mobile apps, and high-performance internet hosting for your business. Percepticon is a full-service agency that specializes in web consulting, strategy, and technology development, so you can successfully communicate with your audience. Lighten your tech footprint in a green hosting environment. Call Percepticon today at 925-937-9000 or visit them at Percepticon. Com. SPUD stands for Sustainable Produce Urban Delivery. SPUD delivers the highest quality organic produce and the best locally sourced grocery items one can find directly to your doorstep. It's easy, it's convenient, and it supports your local economy. On every delivery day, SPUD takes at least 100 cars off the road that would have otherwise been driving to the grocery store. Reduce your carbon footprint, save time, and save money when grocery shopping with SPUD. Place your order today at spud.com. That's S-P-U-D.com. And we are back here to a very coconutty organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. <laughs> and I'm Sitarani Palomar. We are talking about coconut health and harvest with a phenomenal guest, Dr. Bruce Five, the founder of the Coconut Research Center and an expert on the growing and the amazing variety of health benefits that coconut provide, young or mature. Uh, Bruce, we were just talking before the break um, about uh, the oil um, versus the water. There's some overlap, but really both the young coconut for the water and um, the health benefits associated with that, as well as the old coconut, older coconut, mature coconut for the oil, which you said can also be used, extracted as a coconut oil bod. Um, during the break, we talked about the topical. Um, can you? There are more health benefits that I know um, your world provides. There are many health benefits. Just to briefly mention some of them, um, coconut oil also has very potent anti-cancer properties, can help uh, protect against cancer. It also absor helps absorb other nutrients. When you add coconut oil into foods, it improves the absorption of calcium, magnesium, vitamins A, D, K, uh, and others. And so it can actually help protect against, say, osteoporosis, malnutrition. They are using this to actually, as a treatment for malnutrition. Um, it's good for gallbladder disease. Um, we've mentioned Crohn's disease and um, colitis and things like that. It's, it has anti-inflammatory properties. It helps boost the immune system. Um, it helps to protect the heart. Uh, it's good for the heart. It doesn't cause heart disease, but it actually helps protect against heart disease. It's good in some cases to help lower high blood pressure. It's good for periodontal disease, tooth decay. 
Um, it has antioxidant properties. Um, on that on that note about antioxidant properties, actually, I have a really specific question because I come from the world of um, holistic culinary arts, and we work with coconut oil a lot for all of these reasons that you're listing. But I also know that when you heat a virgin fat like coconut oil above its smoke point, then you start to damage, you actually start to oxidize it, which is counterbalancing these antioxidants, which could be harmful in your body. And it was my understanding that coconut oil's smoke point was about 325, 350. So if you're cooking with it, do you need to do it on super low temperatures always? Or what What have you found as far as cooking with coconut oil to be the best way to protect all of these wonderful benefits? Coconut oil has a smoke point of about 360. And so you could cook just about anything at that temperature or 350 degrees or so. And below that temperature, it's very heat stable. And so you don't have to worry about the free radicals uh, being developed. Um, and you do um, do not want to get it above its smoke point. You don't want to get any oil above its smoke point. Um, and so as long as you keep it at 350 or lower, you're doing fine. We want to talk about the processing and the growing because, um, you know, tropical uh, fruits and vegetables um, are kind of out of sight, out of mind. And we had a great show um, on palm oil with two girls who found that their um, Girl Scout cookies contain palm oil, which um, pretty intensively impact orangutan habitat. And they're now campaigning against um, that, those kind of ingredients in Girl Scout cookies um, with, with many companies. Um, just to finish the health part, is there anything coconuts don't do? <laughs> well, I must say they're not a cure-all. They do help with many, and I, we haven't even mentioned all of them. You'll have to read the books to find out sure, about that. We will, but it does so much. <laughs> and when you buy it in the store, um, I would think always cold pressed. Um, what are the kind of the three labels that you would always look for? Well, actually, what you look for there's really only um, two uh, types of coconut oil that are sold: virgin and non-virgin. Virgin coconut oil will always be labeled with the word virgin on it. And sometimes they add other words like extra virgin or something like that, and it doesn't mean anything. The virgin oils are all basically virgin coconut oil, meaning they, are, they come from fresh coconuts with a minimal amount of processing. Mm -hmm. The other type of oil um, people call refined, bleached, and deodorized, or RBD oil, although it may not be... Um, completely bleached or refined. It still has gone through heat process and more processing. And these are called any type of name. You could call them pure coconut oil, organic coconut oil, um, expeller press coconut. You can use sure. any type of name. So if it doesn't have the word virgin on it, you know that it's an RBD oil. And just because it's an RBD oil doesn't mean that it's unhealthy. It just means that it's gone Not quite through as, more processing. Yeah. So, and speaking of organic, well, Mark, so uh, that's Bruce. This is one of the reasons that we started even getting on this topic for the show. Is we, I, you know, I started looking around and I was going, okay, there's all these coconut products around. There's all these young coconuts. Everybody's drinking it for the electrolytes and all the benefits that you said. And so it started me thinking is, okay, first of all, I never see any organic young coconuts out there. They're always conventionally grown, at least what I'm seeing in, when I travel around the country. And I'm also wondering, what is the impact on the environment? If all these products are available, what's the impact on the environment from you know growing more coconuts or is there just lots of coconuts and we're not necessarily changing the environment yeah i don't even see fair trade which for coconuts sounds like you know that could be a good item but even that um what's what's your take on that, Bruce? Well, that you know that's that's a big question first of all um most coconuts 90 percent of the coconuts that you see in the store are organically grown whether they're certified organic or not they're organic because farmers that are doing this stuff, they don't use chemical fertilizers. They don't use sprays. And so you're pretty safe in the coconut products that you buy. Even they're though production has increased, it seems like, because now the, you know 10 times more products are out there, usually with production increase, the methods uh, or the standards for methods go down. You're still seeing you know, that the quality is... That, that, that's true with soybeans and corn and things like that. But these trees have been growing for decades. I mean, they're not going to change overnight to different processes. And these coconuts have been, you know, they've been producing all these 
all this time. And oftentimes, the coconuts will ripen and just fall on the ground and rot. Now they're being utilized. They're, they're making some people some money. These mm. farmers that, that have these small farms are actually earning some money that they weren't being able to earn before because there wasn't much of a demand for it. Now, one of the great things about coconut is it's one of the most environmentally friendly crops on the planet. And there's several reasons for that. For one thing is that coconuts are always in season. They don't have a, a season, you know, like soybeans or something like that. They grow all year round. In mm. fact, coconuts kind of grow in bunches, kind of like yes. grapes. Yes. And they produce uh, these bunches once every, about every 30 days. So every month there's this bunch. And so they're harvested every 30 days throughout the year. And they're so productive that one acre of coconuts can produce the same amount of oil as six acres of soy. Oh, really? Or wow. Or as much as 16 acres of corn. One acre would equal that much. So this brings up this brings up a, a really interesting question and man I wish we had so much more time for this interview because there is so much to ask and you have so much to share. But so th- you're not actually finding that because the demand has gone up in the last few years that we're actually planting more coconuts on land and there's a, there's maybe a negative impact on the environment. Exactly. And most of the coconuts that we're that we're eating right now have been planted decades ago. Mm. And although they're starting to plant more now because to meet demands in the future, uh, there's room for that because there's lots of old plantations where the trees need to be cut down and new trees need to be planted. And these trees, you know, provide good wood to build houses and, and furniture and other products. So even the wood is useful. Um, when, 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 when you plant a coconut tree, you plant it basically for a lifetime. Say when a tree is planted when you're born, it will take about five to eight years before it starts producing coconuts. And it will produce coconuts for the next 70 years for your entire lifetime. And so you can plant coconuts again, and that'll be the next generation for their 70 <laughs> years of their lives. Uh, that's beautiful. That is and so, so wonderful. you don't need to go to uh, the farmland and plow the ground every year. The trees will last on that ground for 70 years without disturbing the soil, unlike soy or corn or these products which need to be plowed every year, and then you need to spray them. Then you need to put fertilizer on them, and you need to spray them with this um, Roundup Ready. And so these things have to be genetically modified to withstand the heavy doses. But coconut oil, is coconut isn't like that. There's no such thing as a Roundup Ready coconut. It Thank God. Exist. Yes, and um, <laughs> and uh, the oil, of course, of soybean compared to coconut doesn't compare. Um, and more information, I know all your great work, it's on the website. Coconut Research Center is something you founded um, for people who want to learn more and dive deeper. CoconutResearchCenter.org. Um, that's Dr. Bruce Fife the founder of the coconutresearchcenter.org again and the author of The Coconut Oil Miracle among 17 other books. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for your work. It's I feel great. I'm going to go out after the show. I can't wait and, to eat more. And, uh, really, um, <laughs> that, that hit it for me. Um, great to hear that there's no massive conventional production. Please keep it that way and use us if we can help spread the word and your great work. And um, thanks for joining us today. Really a pleasure and honor to have you. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Fun. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you so Bye-bye. much, Bruce. Bye. Bye. Wow. Coconut Health and Harvest. What a show. That's, wow. again, Bruce Fife, the founder of the Coconut Research Center. Um, and coming up, more coconut today. <laughs> <laughs> what's in season? And what's in season, as we just learned, always is coconut. Mark Mokehi will take a quick break. Stay tuned for more. Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce. 
at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards, Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. If you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. Next Space is a co-working company with offices in L.A. and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at NextSpace. Visit nextspace.us for more information. NextSpace, your best work happens here. If I have weaknesses, don't let them blind. Camouflage all I'm wearing of. I could be sailing on seizures of laughter. And we are back here to an organic conversation, Seasons of Laughter. That's um, Paul Simon. Paul Simon, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. <laughs> Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Still laughing. Always. Today, our topic, Coconut Health and Harvest. We had the fantastic Dr. Bruce Fife on the show, who founded the Coconut Research Center and shared with us the amazing world and health benefits of coconut water, coconut oil, coconut meat. Wow. Incredible, and we we stay in the world of coconuts. He is our very own Mark Mokehi, produce expert, and I guess produce coconut fall into the world of produce. He is what's in season. Well, you do see him in the produce market. As a matter of fact, I think most of us <laughs> walk by him mm-hmm. most of the time, right? The I white mean, ones with the peaks. Well, the white ones with the peaks, but also the brown ones. They're, they're very much there. And of course, on the air today, I've got our good friend and our produce expert, Earl Herrick, the voice of the produce market from <laughs> Earl's Organic Produce, who's actually in Marin County today. But uh, Earl, are you there harvesting coconuts or what's going on? You know, I haven't found any palm trees with those big green uh, orbs in them around here. They're, they're known uh, as droops. Yeah, that's oh, right. Really? That's right. <laughs> Hi, Earl. The, um, yeah, I'm out here in Marin County today. Beautiful, beautiful day. Really, spring has sprung up out here. The uh, the coconut, what, is, what an interesting thing. Uh, well, interesting fruit. Uh, many stores uh, don't carry them at all. Some stores, especially some ethnic stores, you may see... It, it represented in any of its many any of its several forms that it that it comes to us by. Have you talked about that at all? Uh, we have we have talked we have talked about uh, that it um, it comes as the young Thai coconut type or the husky brown more mature coconut, but we haven't talked anything beyond that. Yeah, well, you know, actually, off the tree, it's got that big green original hard protective husk. And if you were to harvest that early, that's when you're going to get that young, that young Thai, co- that young Thai, what we call Thai coconut, right. because they're from Thailand. Right. But you, you can cut that, that green husk off early, and then you're going to get a very young, uh, fairly moist meat. But, you know, the ones we see a lot of, those dark brown ones, which are the most mature, and they've got that rough brown husk, which has the dry meat. Then there's another one. It's a, it's a, it's a lighter color husk, a white husk. It's just somewhere in between the real young one and the real mature one. Teenager. How about, how about that? <laughs> so, 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 Earl, one of the things that, I mean, you and I have been in this industry for years, probably too yeah. long to mention. But, you know, you walk through a produce store and you see brown coconuts and you see young Thai coconuts and Thai coconuts, We, as we were explaining on the show, are exploding across the country as far yeah. as people using them. But how often do people buy a brown coconut? I mean, Helga Sita, well, how often do you buy a brown coconut? I actually miss them now that you say it. I see All I see, if at all, is young Thai coconuts. I don't see those brown ones But anymore. how often when you did see yeah. them did you buy them? Uh, yeah, so I well, thought. I, bu- I bought a... <laughs> 
So I have not so yet. So when I first started studying, not there. when I first started studying holistic culinary arts, and I learned about the benefits of coconut oil, I went and I bought a brown coconut and right. I cut it open to drink the water. And just like Dr. Yeah. Bruce Fife said, that is not the water you want to drink. So now I've not bought brown coconut since. I only buy Thai coconut, and I buy at least one a week. And and so Earl, you know, people ask, yes. is this a nut or is it a fruit? Well, it's actually a droop, as I as I stated before. It's neither. Um, oh, and, really, really. And, and so one of the things about this is what look the marketplace they're around all the time but yet you rarely see them and when you do see them we don't buy them well you know for me as a, as a wholesaler we sell very few brown coconuts there the the demand just isn't there we actually sell the only non-organic item we sell is that young thai coconut because there is some demand because of that of the explosion probably in the coconut water because that's when you want to drink them and but and that, so and is, is it is it because you, there just aren't organic Thai young Thai coconuts out there? We have not been able to find any. Okay. And I tell okay. you, this, in preparation for this program, I I put it to my sales people, excuse me, my buyers to let's let's research this more. Let's see what we can find because I think it's probably an untapped, undeveloped market. Absolutely. Know, yeah, especially due to all the uh, all the coconut water that's out there now. It seems like that the topic of health benefits of coconut water, oil, you know, all of that, um, the products, if they are an indicator, there's not a store that doesn't feature fresh coconut water in one way or another, bottled or um, and, and and other you know oils, many varieties. So it seems like. It could absolutely translate into the produce department. It, and, and at and this I, point, I would yeah. buy it. I think right finally. now we're having this uh, <laughs> we're having this amazing moment on an organic conversation where maybe we'll start seeing uh, the you know the young coconuts start coming in and being certified organic. Let's do it. Um, let's do wouldn't it. That, and, wouldn't and, that be great? And Earl B, you'll be the one who started this whole thing just by sitting in Marin County in the sun. As he has started so many things before. <laughs> Very well, true. You're welcome. We're going to be looking for our. Uh, we're going to start with our banana suppliers because that that seems like a natural, and see what we can find, and then go from there. Well, that's perfect, Earl. Earl, we don't have a lot of time today, and you and I are still learning about coconut. So, um, enjoy the sun, enjoy the game. Um, keep looking for some coconut trees. Keep looking for some coconut trees out there. California. And as always, we will have you back next week. <laughs> Great. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Thanks so Earl. much, Thanks so much. And one little yeah. quick tip before we run out of here with uh, is that if you're buying one of those brown coconuts, you'll notice that there's three little round dots on the bottom of a coconut. And you look for the one that is the largest one. That'll be the softest one. And then you can just carve that out with a knife, and that'll create a hole for you to put a straw in if you were nice. going to empty out the water. And it also gives you a breaking point. In order to break it, or a wine cork opener, or thing. a wine like cork that opener. But that, look for the in. biggest. Yeah. Look for the yep. biggest eye and make sure they're non not moldy. And look for the biggest eye. That'll be the softest one to get into the coconut with. Yeah, and I without learned. much tools, I have gotten this big green, like with all the husk around it, and it took me about an hour to get this tiny fist thick, little bigger than a fist, brown coconut out when I was traveling overseas and now i know why they give you so much energy because you certainly lose it try to break into it and <laughs> unpeel it it's so labor intensive it literally took me an hour of layers of labor layers those fibers around a coconut not the brown one but the stuff yeah, around it's yeah. like this big green protective thing um is so dense it's incredible to well to now we know how to, to keep that. you busy for an hour what a we great idea do. wow <laughs> And um, we are almost out of time. Uh, shout out again. It's Earth Day week. Earth Day week. And Celebrate. luckily, the coconuts you find in the marketplace at large are grown using organic methods. Even they're not certified organic, but no pesticides used. A tree that's 70 years in production. That's that. beautiful. Um, health and harvest coconut, our topic today. Wonderful. Beautiful. I love coconut so much, and I'm so happy. I can't even believe I love it even more now because I <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad about the quantity. Worries. I don't feel bad about how it's grown. <laughs> I cannot wait to shout this from the rooftops because I was know, sure he would. Our guest Bruce um, Five would say, you know, there's some. Yeah, you got to watch out for us, so and so. But good to know. Right now, we are fine. We're staying on it. And that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. Thanks for listening. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. Studio engineer, Robert Costa. Underwriting production, Mark Van Gelder. Thank you all. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com. 
And you can follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg. Mark Mulcahy. And Sita Rani Palomar. And we'll be back right here, same place, same time next week. See you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.